MSW Media. Big shout out today to Helix Sleep. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a mattress that will give you the best night's sleep of your life. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, July 31st, 2023. Today, Trump's PACs have spent over $40 million in campaign fundraising on legal fees as the PAC tries to claw back an additional $60 million. A judge has dismissed Trump's CNN defamation lawsuit with prejudice. Police stopped two pro-Trump groups from kicking each other's asses in California. President Biden signed an executive order protecting survivors of military sexual trauma And the mother of a Uvalde school shooting victim is running for mayor. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana, welcome back. Hello. Thank you so much. It's good to be back. How did Rochester go? It was amazing. It was a sold out room and so diverse. There were Beans listeners and I mean, probably a good dozen Beans listeners. There were Steph heads, people from my Olivia trips, uh, the Human Rights Campaign. Everyone showed up. It was an amazingly diverse audience and we had so much fun. It was awesome. Great. Somebody else named Dana sent me a, a message on Twitter saying, tell her I was there. She was there a week. We hugged. Um, uh-uh. So, <laughs> uh, And so uh, I wanted to pass that note along to you. They had an amazing time Good. at that show. So yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for doing all the work that you do. And I know that was a fun show. You also do the HRC stuff and it's just absolutely incredible. Thank you. Yeah. The human rights campaign the night after was very successful. We raised more money and, you know, continuing the fight, continuing the fight. Yep, that's what we do. Um, You'll be covering most of this week, but I'll be back in your ears. Well, three days this week. I'll be back in your ears Friday. And then we're off next week from the beans. Now, obviously, I will jump on for any Trump indictments. (laughs) And there will be an episode of Clean Up on Aisle 45 this Wednesday. And of course, a new episode of Jack this Sunday to cover what will probably be more indictments of the former guy this week. Also, quick hit today. Kimberly Mata Rubio, the mother of Lexi Rubio, one of the victims of the Uvalde school shooting, is running to be the mayor of Uvalde. She announced this last Thursday. I love it. She's looking to succeed Don McLaughlin, who is stepping down after nearly 10 years of being the mayor, about 80 miles west of San Antonio, to pursue a state house seat. He did so well with Uvalde, he's going to run for state house. A special election for the remainder of McLaughlin's term will take place November 7th. And again, for all of the classified documents superseding indictments news that happened, you know, just at the end of last week, you want to listen to the latest episode of the Jack podcast. It's out now. We've got Secrets and Laws from Twitter on. His name's Brian Greer. He's a former associate general counsel for the CIA. He's a SEPA expert. And then Andy and I break down the superseding indictment and make a couple of predictions that have come true from some reporting today. And we'll go over that on the next Jack, but you definitely... <laughs> want to, um, you know, start listening to Jack. It's free. Subscribe, please, for free, because uh, shit's about to go down. So with all of that out of the way, it is time to get to the news and let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. First up from the Times, the political action committee that former President Trump is using to pay his legal bills faced such staggering costs this year that it requested a refund on a $60 million contribution it made to another group supporting Trump. 
And that's according to two people familiar with the matter. The decision signals a potential money crisis for Donald, who has so far refused to pay his own voluminous bills directly and has also avoided creating a legal defense fund for himself and people who have become entangled in the various investigations related to him. It comes as Donald runs a campaign while under indictment in two jurisdictions and soon potentially a third and a fourth, while also paying the legal fees of a ton of witnesses who are close to him or who work for him. It's unclear how much of that $60 million was refunded, but the refund was sought as the political action committee Save America spent more than $40 million in legal fees incurred by Trump and his witnesses in various legal cases related to him this year alone, just this year. That's according to a person familiar with the matter. The numbers will be part of the Save America Federal Election Commission filing that is expected to be made public late Monday. Now, that $40 million was in addition to $16 million that Save America spent in the previous two years on legal fees. Since then, Trump has been indicted twice and has expanded the size of his legal team and his two co-defendants in the case related to his retention of classified material that work for him. The total legal spending right now, about $56 million. The $40 million figure was reported earlier by the Washington Post. The PAC was the entity in which Trump had parked the more than $100 million he raised when he sought small dollar donations after losing in 2020. Mr. Trump claimed he needed the support to fight widespread fraud in the race. Officials, including some with his campaign, turned up no evidence of widespread fraud. I think that this is wire fraud, and I think Jack Smith might charge it. Oh, I would love it. Trump used some of that $100 million for other politicians and political activities, but he also used it to pay for more than $16 million in legal fees, most of them related to the investigations into him, and at least $10 million, which was for his own personal fees. This is the money that he said was being raised to fight the, the you know, fight election fraud defense fund or whatever the fuck. Now, Save America began in 2023 with just $18 million cash on hand, which is less than half of what was spent on legal bills this year. Campaign finance experts are divided on whether Trump is even able to continue to use the PAC to pay for his legal bills as he became a candidate last November. Trump has long told associates that lawyers and other people contracted to work for him should do so for free because they get free publicity. (laughs) Do it for the exposure, Dana. And he has told several associates that legal defense funds are organized only by people who are guilty of crimes. Wow. (laughs) That's according to people who have heard him say that. A spokesman for the super PAC didn't respond to a request for comment. Despite having his political action committee pay his legal fees, Trump, a wealthy businessman and celebrity, according to the New York Times, insisted on Saturday at a rally in Erie, Pennsylvania, that he would spend his own money on his campaign. So all the money you're donating to his campaign, he spends on legal fees, and then he'll spend his own money on his campaign. Sure, 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 sure. Very cool. Yeah. All right. This is from Ray Hartman. And I hope people in California are listening to these kinds of stories because they think California is just like sailing along. There's a lot of trouble in California with this stuff happening. It seems that California Republicans overhauled their delegate selection process today in a manner that's expected to help Donald in 2024. But the most interesting part of the story was that what happened between two separate groups of pro-Trump protesters outside of this event, okay? Apparently confused by social media posts, which is also hilarious, they were denouncing the very action that the Trump campaign wanted. So, and the best part of all of this is that they ended up trying to physically attack one another. Listen, I'm not, I'm not advocating for violence, but these are two pro-Trump groups are now at each other's necks, literally. And they started fighting outside a California Republican Party meeting at an Irvine hotel. That's until police intervened to try and break it up. 
Now, here's how the Times reported the protest piece of the story, okay? And this is a quote. Tensions flared with pro-Trump protesters denouncing the move to change the delegate selection process. Police getting called to factions nearly coming to fisticuffs, which I, I love the word. That's from the report. Went on to say protesters wearing a red Make America Great Again caps and carrying American Trump and Don't Tread on Me Gadsden flags gathered outside the committee meeting, chanting Trump's name and America first after they tried to enter the meeting and were blocked by security guards. Irvine police officers showed up and tried to cool everyone's emotions. Now, the report continued to say, later two Trump factions began screaming at each other with one accusing the other of being white nationalists and the other responding that their foes supported open borders. They started jostling with one another and nearly came to blows until other protesters stepped between the two groups. Now, apparently the Trump backers outside the meeting were no angrier than were the supporters of his rival. And that's obviously Ron DeSantis inside the room. Now, the state party changed its rules, by the way, to provide that any candidate receiving more than 50% of its primary votes would win the entire 169-vote delegation. That's what they're doing. But if no single candidate met the 50% threshold, those 169 delegates are divided proportionally, which is closer to the past format. Now, unsurprisingly, the change was blasted by Cuccinelli, who's the founder of the pro-DeSantis Never Back Down Super PAC, and that's according to the Times. And this is another quote from the story, and this is from Cuccinelli. Smoke-filled back rooms do not reflect the will of our benefit voters in any state. Yet across the country, games are afoot to enhance the potential outcome of primary elections for one former president who half of the Republican electorate no longer wants as the party leader. I just want to remind you that Cuccinelli was the one that tried to outlaw anal sex when he was in office. Um, And I'm sure his wife was actually behind that bill. The most confusing part of the story is why Trump supporters were angry about the change advocating by his own campaign. This Times reported (laughs) offered this possibility to why that might be the case. And this is the quote. The protest was driven in part by fury and confusion sowed on social media, where far-right activists argued that Millen Patterson, and House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy of Bakersfield, who effectively controls the state party, effectively is carrying a lot of weight in that sentence, were trying to derail Trump's candidacy. That's what they're saying. They went on to say they're trying to change the laws so they can orchestrate a brokered convention at the national convention and steal the GOP nomination from Donald Trump. This is from Laura Loomer, who's a Looney Tune, by the way. And it's it's like benefits Donald Trump. They just don't even understand what they're talking about. Yeah, she's I mean, if you follow Laura, she's she's Cuckoo LaRue and she's actually a supporter from Florida. And she's got a history of spreading crazy conspiracies to a large online following, by the way. She wrote on Twitter on July 20th. Okay, she said, we can't allow Millen Patterson and McCarthy to get away with their deceptive rule changes that are designed to screw Donald Trump. They're designed to help Donald Trump. I know, bless their hearts. Anna Bryson, who's the executive committee member and supporter of the change, was inside the meeting room, but knew something problematic was occurring outside because she heard raised voices and then saw security guards race out of the room. And that's from the Times. That's what they reported. So here was her advice to Trump protesters. And I quote, We have to fight for a vote at the polls, not one another. Focus, people. I want you all to focus. White nationalists and supremacists and Nazis, if you could focus and get your job done, everything would be better. There are fisticuffs afoot. Fisticuffs. Oh, fisticuffs. Uh, All right. 
Next up. <laughs> it's like a bow can't. tie and a top hat. Fisticuffs afoot. Yes. Bedlam. Brouhaha. Goings on. All right. Next up is something I've been fighting for for over a decade. Uh, this is from Tara Kopp at the Associated Press. President Joe Biden signed an executive order on Friday giving decisions on the prosecutions of serious military crimes, including sexual assault, to independent military attorneys, taking that power away from the victim's commanders, taking it out of the chain of command. The order formally implements legislation passed by Congress in 2022 aimed at strengthening protections for service members who are often at the mercy of their commanders to decide whether to take their assault claims seriously. And I'll go a step further to actually decide to talk you out of filing an assault claim and threatening you with kicking you out of the military or charging you with crimes if you did. Members of Congress, frustrated with the growing number of sexual assaults in the military, fought with defense leaders for several years over this issue, uh, over a decade. They argued that commanders at times were willing to ignore charges or incidents in their units to protect those accused of offenses and that using independent lawyers would beef up prosecutions. Military leaders balked, saying it could erode commanders' authority. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York spent about a decade in an uphill battle to reform how the military handles sexual assaults and to get the legislative changes passed that were codified through Biden's order. It's been about a decade because in 2012, the documentary The Invisible War came out. I was Mm. part of that documentary. We've been working on that for over a decade. Quote, while it will take some time to see the results of these changes, these measures will instill more trust, professionalism and confidence in the system, she said. A change was among more than two dozen recommendations made in 2021 by an independent review commission on sexual assault in the military that was set up by Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. And it was included in the NDAA bill last year. But since it requires a change to the Uniform Code of Military Justice, it needed formal presidential action. In a call with reporters previewing the order, senior Biden administration officials said it was the most sweeping change to the military legal code since it was created in 1950. The Pentagon had already been moving forward with the change. A year ago, the Army, Navy, Marine Corps, and Air Force set up the new Special Trial Counsel's offices, which will assume authority over prosecution decisions by the end of this year. Beginning January 1st, 2025, that prosecution authority will expand to include sexual harassment cases as well. The changes come as the military grapples with rising numbers of reported sexual assaults in its ranks. While the services have made inroads in making it easier and safer for troops to come forward, kind of, They've had far less success reducing the number of assaults, which have actually increased nearly every year since 2006. Overall, there were more than 8,942 reports of sexual assaults involving service members during 2022 alone. That's a slight increase over the 8,866 the year before. Defense officials have long argued that an increase in reported assaults is a positive trend because so many people are reluctant to report them, both in the military and in society as a whole. Greater reporting, they say, shows there is more confidence in the reporting system, greater comfort with the support of victims and a growing number of offenders who are being held accountable. So that's a very big story for me. Um, That was probably my personal news of the decade. I'm so proud of you, my friend. You really have saved lives. And that's not an understatement. Thank you. All right. Last story in this section. This is from The Guardian. A federal judge has thrown out Donald Trump's $475 million. Man, that would have paid for a lot of legal bills. Wouldn't have (laughs) that defamation lawsuit against CNN thrown out in which the former president claims the network's description of his claims of election fraud as the big lie associated him with Adolf Hitler. That's what Trump is saying. That's what a lot of people are actually saying. But anyway, that's what the lawsuit was. In a ruling later on Friday night, U.S. Judge uh, Rog Singal 
I really hope I'm saying Rog's name correctly. Rog Singal, who was nominated by Trump in 2016. <laughs> yep. He's a Trump appointee. I'm 2019. Yeah, yep. yeah. 2019. Mm-hmm. Said CNN's words were opinion, not fact, and therefore could not be subject of a defamation claim. Oh, what's that? That was protected by the First Amendment. Look at that. Uh, CNN statements, while repugnant, were not, as a matter of law, defamatory. That's what Singal said. Who sits in federal court in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, near Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago and was appointed by him? It's kind of funny. Now, the lawsuit, which was filed in October 2022, highlighted five instances in which CNN either published stories or aired comments referring to Trump's assertions about the 2020 election as his big lie. Now, the phrase is also associated with the Nazi regime's use of propaganda. The wording, lawsuit said, constituted, and I quote, a deliberate effort by CNN to propagate to its audience an association between the plaintiff and one of the most repugnant figures in modern history. Well, I'm at least happy to hear that. Donald Trump? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) But the mere use of the phrase, quote, big lie is not enough to give rise to a true connotation. That was from Singal. No reasonable viewer could or should plausibly make that reference. That's again from the judge. Now in a statement, a Trump spokesperson said, We agree with the highly respected judge's findings that CNN's statements about President Trump are repugnant. CNN will be held responsible for their wrongful mistreatment of President Trump and his supporters. Nope, they won't. They will not. Actually, (laughs) the judge just said so. The statement did not say whether Trump would appeal against that decision. Since launching his first presidential campaign back in 2015, Trump has often attacked media outlets. We know that. His coverage he dislikes, including CNN. It was one of his favorite targets. Now, Trump is the front runner for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination, despite facing both state and federal indictments, plural. Mm-hmm. Ugh, to 74 charges. Now. Embarrassing. Yeah. And here's the thing, though. Um, I just want to let the Guardian know the statement did not say whether Trump would appeal. Uh, he can't. This judge made this decision with prejudice. A Trump uh-huh. appointed judge. No, this is with prejudice. Um, can't be revisited. I mean, I think he can appeal it, but it can't be retried or refiled. And this is going to happen with all of Trump's lawsuits. He's going to lose them all. Just heads up. Oh, yeah. All right. That's a lot of good news, but we have more good news and we'll be right back with it. Stick around. After the- Hey, everybody, you might wonder how I stay so chipper despite my hectic schedule. Well, it's all thanks to Helix Mattress. Personalized to me and the way I sleep, it ensures each night is rejuvenating and relaxing. And with Helix, I wake up ready to seize the day. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. You know I cannot rave about Helix enough. They have a lineup of 20 unique mattresses, including the Lux Collection, the latest Elite Collection, and options for everybody, big and tall sleepers, kids, everyone. As you know, we all have unique sleep needs, so Helix offers various mattress models designed to suit specific sleep positions and preferences. The Helix Sleep Quiz makes finding your ideal mattress a breeze. It takes less than two minutes. Plus, your tailor-made mattress gets shipped straight to your door free of charge. I enjoy a medium firm bed, and I enjoy sleeping on my side, so my perfect match is the Helix Midnight. I was honestly surprised at how much better my sleep became, uh, and it just got better with time. It's phenomenal. Helix Sleep manufactures each mattress in their own U.S. facility. This means you'll receive a meticulously crafted product delivered directly from the factory to you. Even then, you get a 100-night free trial and 10 to 15-year warranty, depending on your model. I cannot praise Helix Sleep enough. Now, right now, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. 
Go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans and use code HELIXPARTNER. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, Mondegreens, misheard song lyrics, whoopee stories, shared swears, you got a new swear you want to tell us about, I want to hear it. Uh, we like to play Find the Cat or What the Mutt or What the Hequine. I can guess your horses. I want to see pictures of your happy places. I want to know what you're thankful for. Give a shout out to a loved one or yourself. Tell me something you've done that you're proud of. Those are so cool. I love those. We've been getting a lot of those. Um, a shout out to a local business in your area or your business. And if you don't have a pod pet tax photo to pay, you can always share an adoptable pet in your area. Anything you want to send to us, dailybeanspod.com. Click on contact. First up from Martin, pronouns he and him. Hi, Beans Queens. Started listening with Jack and now listen to all three podcasts. You make me believe the fire hose of justice will rain down on all political crimers. Want to share some good news and some personal news. Almost 50 years ago at college, Cal Arts in California, I crossed paths with a great guy named Stanley, whose whole life had been about doing good. I was still in the closet, so there was no romance. Life sent us in different directions, but we reconnected 10 years ago via social media, reuniting our friendship. Last summer, he came to see a play of mine being done in Houston. I'm a professional playwright. Two days later, I visited him in Albuquerque on my drive back to LA. This sounds like it's getting serious, Martin. Lightning struck. And our longtime friendship turned romantic. Oh my God, I love the submission so much. Please continue. Three months later, we two old guys got engaged. Oh. Last month, 49 years after we met, we got married. It was the happiest day of our lives and something neither of us ever dreamed could or would happen. He works at a law firm in Albuquerque, still doing good. My play that reunited us has been optioned for a Broadway production. Good things still happen in this often dark world. You two let us know that every day. Thank you. Next on our list of worlds to conquer is adopting a Tibetan terrier from a rescue organization. <laughs> Keep up your important, much-needed work. You give us all hope. Look at oh, us. Oh, you gentlemen. Oh, my heart is exploding. So very handsome and smartly dressed, and I love these corsages. <gasps> what a beautiful, beautiful story. Martin, that is... Oh, I love you. I love you, man. That's good. Awesome. All right. This is from Cole. Pronouns they and them. Good morning, AG and DG. I wanted to give Dana a shout out. All right. I was at her show in Rochester. Cole, hi. It was so nice to meet you. I remember meeting you and your wife. I think it's wife and not fiance. I think it's wife. Um, Rochester on Friday. And I wanted to say thank you for creating such a wonderful and accepting space. Mm. I've never felt safer and more accepted in public. Mm. Between these two stories, I'm going to lose it. Growing up in a very small town in New York, I never really had the opportunity to see or interact with anyone like me. It wasn't until college that I was able to find my people. I still live pretty close to where I grew up, and there's just a small group of people that I feel comfortable being out to. I recently came out as non-binary and actually had top surgery a few months ago in Rochester and had a wonderful experience. The Daily Beans and the Stephanie Miller Show have helped keep me sane the last few years. Thank you so much for all that you do. As pod pet tax, I've included my parents' two dogs, Brooks and Bento. They are brothers in the same litter. They just turned six a couple months ago. Bento's in on left and Brooks is on the right. Cole, thank you so much for coming to the show. I, I know we met after and took a photo. I know exactly where you were sitting on 
my my left hand side from the stage and I, it was so nice to see you laughing and enjoying the show any everyone that was there friday night it was a special room it was a special room so you saying that you felt safe at one of my comedy shows especially when comedians can be so divisive mm. it's probably one of the best compliments i've ever received cole so thank you thank you and i'm so glad you came so glad you came that's such an amazing okay so far the good news killing it today. I know. It's it also today. killing my tear ducts, but I'll take it. I know. I know. And Bento and Brooks are just beautiful. What sweet babies. All right. Next up from Anonymous, pronouns she and her. Hi, Allison and Dana. I have some good news to share and some pics of my mutt dog, Tony. I live in a blue state, but in a deep rural red part of it, which makes being a mama of a child who identifies as part of the LGBTQIA plus community very difficult and scary sometimes. Fortunately, our local school district recently asked for volunteers for an equity and diversity committee that will meet with the superintendent for two years. I was scared, but the love for my child pushed me to run for a committee spot, and I was elected. Nice. I hope this committee can be the start of something great for our community and move our town to be more inclusive for all children and youth. It's not running for office, but I I do attribute the encouragement of the Daily Beans for giving me the push to do something and hopefully making a difference. Uh, here's a pic of my child's happy place, her bedroom, which she decorated, which has this adorable bear and banner above her window. Her whole room is filled with rainbows and science books. <laughs> she even has a doll of Sally Ride, who is her hero. Also attached is one of our dogs, Tony. He's a mutt, what we rescued from a high kill shelter on the day he was set to be euthanized. Oh, well done. He's been with our family for seven and a half years, and he's very loved, despite how despite his lewd pose when he sleeps. <laughs> no answer for what the mutt uh, for Tony as our vet when asked even said he was just cute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a kind of dog is this? Cute. Tony is uh, only about 15 pounds with short legs and long hair. Any guesses will automatically be correct. I love yes. this. Thank you. Thanks again for all your hard work on the beans. Look at this kid's room. Oh my goodness. I love this. And look at this dog just spluing out. <laughs> All right. So Chihuahua and yeah. uh, Ter- Terrier. I mean, that dog's adorable. He is cute. Maybe Corgi. I, I, well, you know what? Chow Chow. There might be um, a Minpin in there. I don't know. Could also be like, look at the spots. Could Please. also be like a Aussie or yeah, a Hewer we need to or something. Sound more, we need to sound more convincing. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, Australian Shepherd. Definitely. There's probably, there's Chihuahua in there for sure. Chihuahua, Minpin, and Chow. Great. Uh, all right. Yeah. yeah. We've decided. Done Got and that? done. Got all that anonymous? <laughs> My God. What an adorable dog. All right. Speaking of anonymous, this is also anonymous. Pronouns she and her. Howdy. My partner, James, is an avid listener and fan, as am I. So I know that he will hear this. So thanks for giving me a platform for telling you about my mighty good man. Mighty, mighty good man. James is a city boy. I moved into the country during the pandemic, and without hardly meaning to, we established the Poor Farm Sanctuary in West Newbury, Massachusetts. We started with a couple sheep and a goat, and then 2,000-pound horse needed a soft landing, then a peacock. Now we care for 22 animals. It's a lot, but it's my dream, and James is all in. He gets up early to feed the animals, sings them songs, worries about them, and cries over them when they oh, when they go, surrounded by all our love. We're working toward becoming a nonprofit. Check us out. Here's a picture of James and a couple of our friends first thing in the morning. 
He went out in his robe to give them a treat. He shows up every day with his whole heart. Thank you, AG. Keep on keeping on. Amazing. Oh, look at that gorgeous horse. My God. That right there is a draft horse. That's either a Persian. I think that's a Persian. Um, there's huge. no, there's no what the heck wine here, but yeah, that's, that's a Persian. You could, it's kind of like a Clydesdale, you know? Yeah. That's what I thought um, it looked like if I had to guess, but nice to know that there's other names for this. He is so cute under there. Look at him. I know. <laughs> He's out there in his robe giving snacks. I love it. <laughs> With his whole heart. That's wonderful. Anonymous. Thank you for that. And lastly, from Laura, pronoun she and her. Hi, AG and Dana and team. Yesterday in the car, my five-year-old daughter asked me to play the Jelly Beans song. Oh. I figured this was something from daycare and started Googling kids' songs about jelly beans. She rejected them all and insisted that I knew what she meant. Mom, it's the bad word jelly beans song. <laughs> Finally, it occurred to me she meant the Daily Beans theme song. <laughs> now I will always enjoy listening every weekday to the Jelly Beans. Thanks for all you do, Laura. Introduce that child to all of the They Might Be Giants music you can if you have not already, because kids love They Might Be Giants, whether it's a song about the sun and what the sun does, or a song about James K. Polk, or whether it's a song about news with swearing. Or a nightlight. Kids I'm love. I'm your only friend. I'm not your only mm-hmm. friend, but I'm a little glowing friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, kids love They Might Be Giants. Uh, and thanks again. Just a shout out to They Might Be Giants. John and John. Hi, if you're listening. Thank you so much for doing the music for this show. Um, you blew me away in 2018 when you said you wanted to in 2019, I think maybe sometime around that. It was just mind mind blowing, mind blowing that a band that I had been listening to for 30 years wanted to do right? music for my show. It's huge. Just brilliant. And then to my very two young, at the time, co-hosts, they were, I, they were like, I don't know who that is. I don't get it. And I was like, all right. Um, they did the theme to The Daily Show. Oh, okay. Uh, they did the Malcolm in the Middle theme song. Oh, you know, and then it, it all comes from. I just learned, I'm, I'm today years old when I just learned they did the theme to The Daily Show. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yes, indeedy. All right. Thank you all so much. This was this has been like a goosebumps creating uh, session of the good news. I appreciate you all. Um, please keep sending in your good news. Dana is going to be taking over for a couple days this week. I will be around. I promise. I so know if anyone needs to get a decoder <laughs> ring out or a translator for the podcast, you might want to work on that now. Listen, I'm going to do my best. Uh, sometimes there's words and names that are new. I'll, I'll try and look them up. Uh, we're, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. Bringing it and you're doing it with your whole heart, my friend. Yes, I appreciate I you. All right. We will, uh, well, somebody will be back tomorrow. <laughs> I think we will. I think we'll be back tomorrow in your ears. Uh, and then I think, yeah, because tomorrow and then, then, yeah. And then, yeah. You know what? Somebody will be here tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Until it then. Might be our producer. He doesn't know. <laughs> knock, knock. Can I? Hello. You yeah. get to read the good news today. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much, everybody. Until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone you know with you. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's The Beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane. 
with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>